If you're interested in partnering with Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories or wanting to know more about sponsorship opportunities, then visit our website www.magical-storybook.com. You can also download free read-along books to accompany our fairy tales. Our Magical Storybook podcast, Mere and the Curse of Camelot, is now an exciting new novel, available to download on Amazon or buy as a printed book. Follow the link in the podcast details. Welcome to Magical Storybook, a collection of children's stories from around the world. Mere and the Curse of Camelot Chapter 10 The Dream Fairy There is only one way to get Dream Fairy Bells. You must first fall asleep by a magical well. Within the hour, Mia and Morian were making their way back up the mystical mountains. Pushing her tiredness to the back of her mind, Mia turned her thoughts to having to take on Morgana. She wondered whether she and Morian would one day be read about in her storybooks, like Sir Lancelot and King Arthur. Maybe they will open their books and read about Mia, the saviour of Camelot, she thought, breaking into a skip at the thought of it. She stopped to take in the impressive views of the valleys below. The forest formed a silhouette against the orange and red sky that the setting sun was displaying. Ever since she had been put into care, she had so desperately wanted to know about her own history and where she came from. School did not teach her much that she could be proud of, and she felt that she never quite fitted in. But now, here she was, creating her own story, one that might be told again and again over the centuries. She gazed at the knight who was walking ahead of her. He was deep in his own thoughts. She could not help but feel sad that he was not written about in the Camelot stories, along with the other knights. Tell me about Sir Lancelot, she called out to him. Slowing down his pace slightly, Morian said, Lancelot is a good friend. When I came here from Africa as a child, he greeted me as a brother. We grew up together and have shared many adventures. We even trained to be knights together. For the rest of the climb, Morian enjoyed sharing memories of his friend, while Mia listened intently, soaking up every word. She had never had many friends, preferring to immerse herself in the books that gave her the hope that one day she would escape from her current life and be happy once more. They eventually passed the waterfalls and squeezed through the nook that led to the magical wells. The last of the sun disappeared below the horizon and the sky was darkening, so they decided to rest. They collected some fallen branches and Mia got the fire going. She was good at practical outdoor things like fire making and den building. That's why she loved being a Cub Scout. They took her on camps. It was good fun and although they were often in remote locations, she still felt less lonely than she did in the children's home. While eating some of the bread and fruit that they had taken from Morian's house, they chatted for about an hour and discussed their plan to bring the dream fairy to them. 
When Mia started to yawn, they knew that it was time to put their plan into action. They put out the fire and then walked over to one of the wells. Next to it, Mia lay down, wrapped a blanket around her and seconds later was fast asleep. Morian went and sat behind a gorse bush out of sight and waited. He reflected on the things that Mia had told him throughout the day. How dragons and witches could not be seen in her world and how man had destroyed the forest. He felt proud that the Knights of the Round Table were still spoken of though, but he chuckled at the thought that the world had come to know his friend Lancelot as a romantic character. Maureen could not wait to tell him, knowing that he would find it most amusing. A loud roar from above made Maureen spring to his feet. The cold dark night was replaced by a blanket of flames as at least ten dragons flew over. They were being led by Tarask and they were heading towards the castle. So it begins, he muttered. Come on, dream fairy, we are running out of time. The sky returned to its dark colour and Morian looked over at Mia. She was still asleep. He went back to his hiding place and kept an eye on the well next to her. A tiny flash of light appeared in the corner of his eye. He turned his head, but there was nothing there. He waited. There it was again, only this time brighter and more powerful. Suddenly, a whole series of brilliant white lights popped out of the well like bottle corks. Faster and faster they came, turning into bubbles in the air and bouncing on the mud as they dropped. Now, they were not so much bouncing as leaping into the air and surrounding Mia. Then the bubbles joined to become one, and inside, on a rocking chair, sat a tiny winged woman, a dream fairy. She steered the bubble so that it landed next to Mia's head. Morian watched from behind the bush and waited for his moment, knowing that if the fairy saw him, that she would disappear. That is rule number two in the dream fairy handbook, that no dream fairy should ever allow a human to see him or her. She stepped out of her bubble and stood over Mia. Then she produced a small bell and quietly began ringing it above Mia's head. It was the dream fairy bell that Morgana had mentioned in her spell book. Morian became nervous, knowing that if he messed this up, both the fairy and their hope of freeing Camelot would vanish. With the music that was appearing from the bell, the dream fairy began to cast her musical spell to bring Mia her dreams. The musical notes began to form shapes which then entered Mia's head. The moment they touched her brain, she began to dream of running from dragons and fighting witches while trying to reach the Knights of Camelot. Even Odd Job was there, painting his leaves while all around him was chaos. Morian saw every dream that was being created and watched with interest to see what would happen next. Rule number six in the Dream Fairies Handbook stated that a dream fairy must never break a dream halfway through, as this could banish the dreamer to the dream realm forever. Knowing that she would have to stick around until Mia's dream was fully played out, 
Morian let himself be seen. The dream fairy stepped back in horror to see a human in front of her, and she started to make a dash for her bubble. But then she remembered Rule 6 and stopped. Not taking her eye off Morian for a moment, she slowly and nervously carried on ringing her dream fairy bell. Do not be afraid, Morian reassured her. I have come to beg for your help. He then kneeled down to make himself less intimidating. The dream fairy listened to his story and when he finished, she stopped ringing her bell and the dreams left Mia's head. With this, Mia woke up. Her eyes widened to see a fairy floating above her head and she remained perfectly still so that she did not scare her off. They watched as the fairy took out a wand and began to wave it around in her hand, as though she was conducting an orchestra. One by one, invisible instruments started playing a haunting, beautiful melody. The dream fairy then opened her mouth and a curious sound came out. A kind of singing, but not quite. Her voice moved through the air and formed musical notes that turned into pictures. In this way, she gave her answer to Morian's request. The grey witch whose hair floats above her like branches stares at you with eyes that cause avalanches and great fires and plagues and fierce lightning strikes that will turn you to stone and then she takes what she likes. A long time ago, the witch travelled this land, swishing her wand and then raising her hand to turn into statues, great knights, kings and queens, and wizards and dragons in great battle scenes. And all of them now stand as statues enchanted in a dark tiled hall until my song is chanted. My bell will ring out and fight Morgana's curse, but it will not be easy as she will bring worse. Not all will survive her treacherous spell, but we must start in the place where the petrified dwell. The fairy song ended and the pictures faded and then With only the moonlight as their guide, they all hurried to the castle.